Hello and welcome to the Plentiful Goddess podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this episode with you guys. I have invited my client Anurada to speak about her experience in a Plentiful Goddess, but also teach you so much about transformation and what it really comes down or what is important about weight loss and what really is the missing piece to your success right now because the things that she shares in this episode are so valuable no matter if you're a client if you want to join a program or not this is going to be so helpful for you now if you do want to join the program and anurada convinced you in this episode and you're like i want her transformation as well go check out my program it's going to be in the show notes you can go click on a link and apply right away. Or if you, if you have more questions, you can just send me a message on Instagram and just ask me and I'm going to be there. All right. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast episode. All right. I am so excited that I'm here with Anurada, who is a beautiful client of mine. She has been with us in the Plentiful Goddess now for over two months, right? Something like that. And I have been loving Anurada's transformation in the program. And I just really love to have people on in the podcast to really share their story. And also for the listeners, you who are listening to this, get inspired by someone else. Because I feel like a lot of times we can feel alone on our journey and we can feel like no one understands. And I feel like Anurada's story is going to resonate with a lot of you ladies listening to this. So I'm very excited to have you here, Anurada. Um, I think the best way for us to start would be for us or for you to just tell yourself a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Hi, Jess. Um, thank you so much for having me on this. This is really fun. <laughs> um, I am a busy person and... <laughs> I am an engineer. Um, I do work a full-time job. I, um, I'm doing my master's degree on the side and I'm also looking at starting a family in the new future um, and making all these big life changes. And I know that I needed to be the best version of myself. And so here I am. Yes, I love this so much. I love that you started with, I'm a busy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the number one reasons why people have a hesitation to uh, start, you know, a coaching program like this, because they're like, oh, right now is not the right time. I have so many things on my plate. You know, some people have children already, right, have things going on. Um, but the fact that you have a full time job and you study as well, like that takes the majority of your time. Right. So I would love for you to share how and why why did you decide to join the program yeah i um i was starting to really lose myself and i knew that i should be doing some some things better in my life like eating better and i knew that my weight was kind of getting out of control and um although i was busy i kind of hit a point where i realized that i'm never not going to be busy and if anything, things will always get busier because, you know, things will always progress at work. And if I put more energy inside, it gets more busy. And um, I, we had that call uh, where we kind of just had the introduction to Plentiful Goddess. And I was looking for something like it and I didn't know this existed. And as soon as, 
as it popped into my life, I was like, yes, this is, I need help. And this is that kind of help that I feel I would be connected to and um, would really support my overall well-being. Yeah. How did you find the program? I'm curious because I'm, I don't even know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how because I wasn't following you before that. It just popped up on my Instagram. And it was funny because it was all like amazing universe planning, timing kind of thing. Um, I saw it on my Instagram the week that I moved back to Calgary and I was making all these changes, you know, and thinking about how I want to live my life going forward in a new city, in a new environment. And and then it just popped up somehow on Instagram. <laughs> I guess Instagram knows me better than I know myself. <laughs> and oh, then I, yeah. <laughs> And then I just saw, um, you know, some of the highlights and the general um, ideas, like the working out, the eating, but also the thinking with the menstrual cycle. And it was very woman focused. So I was like, okay, this actually makes sense to me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I love that you decided to do that during a transition of your life where you probably took a moment to reflect and be like, okay, now that I moved to a new place, what is it that I can do differently now? And I think that's what you said as well as life will always be busy and probably busier because if you do want to create a family, it's just going to get more, right? And I think a lot of people always wait for the right moment to make a change, um, but the right moment never comes. And so I actually already want to ask you a deep question right here because why not? What would you think would have happened if you wouldn't have decided to put yourself and your health first? What would have happened if you would have continued down the spiral of being so busy that you cannot take care of yourself? Oh, um, well, I had kind of hit a really low point where I felt like I didn't have any energy to do the things I wanted to do, not even the things I liked to do. Um, I was getting really, really frustrated with work and my physical energy was affecting my mental energy. My mental energy was affecting my physical energy. Um, I, I think I would have just been in a really downward spiral. And I mean, of course it's not all doom and gloom. I hope that something good would have come out of it and I would have hit some other change point but I I would I wasn't supported in a way that to take care of myself and if I hadn't put my health first I would probably be gaining weight still and yeah probably not very happy in my life yeah yeah which I think is so important that you share this um because I think a lot of times we <clears throat> we don't think about that time is limited and eventually we also get older and especially as women if our hormonal health is not in place right now it will get it, it will get worse with time if we don't do anything about it so I'm wondering how are you managing you want to say something no okay <laughs> how are you how are you managing it with um you know, your full-time job and your, your master's and then this program, how are you able to navigate through all of that? 
Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I was really at a low point and I know I knew that something needed to change. Like if I could continued on that path, it would have been it would have been bad. I was really, really struggling with everything. Um, including like good relationships were becoming difficult to like they didn't give me joy. Music didn't give me joy. It was getting really difficult. <laughs> um so that was like a big push factor for me. I knew I wasn't I wasn't where I could be and I knew I had been happier in my life before and I just something was off and I couldn't quite figure it out on my own. Um and then a big pull up factor for me for you know really carving out the time and making this a priority in my life was that um I had always seen my mother do everything at her expense and while I'm thinking of starting a family even though it's next year it's something where I don't want to tell my kids how they should be. I don't want them to see and embody behaviors that will eventually harm them. I want them to see what a successful, happy, you know, truly, you know, healthy human being looks like and and you know, try to be more that way, not because they're told to, but because they see what works. Yeah. That is so powerful. I love that because I think it probably always helps put things into relation. Um, and even if maybe you're not your number one motivation, maybe it helps actually seeing your kids or your future kids as your number one motivation, which I think is also totally okay. Um, because a lot of times as women, we tend to do things for others and that's what gives us energy and that was what fills us up, right? That, that's what keeps us going in many, uh, many ways as well. So... Um, I agree with you totally on this one. And I'm sure also to everyone listening, um, I saw my mom do the same, right? I always saw my mom put everyone else first, but her, but herself um, and, you know, struggling with an eating disorder and struggling with stress and struggling with so many aspects of life. And, um, and of course I adapted them because I thought that this was supposed to be normal because your kids see everything. And so that's what's also going to happen for everyone that's listening and also for you right it's like your kids are going to see the person that you are even if you try to hide things from them kids are clever like they see everything they feel everything right so I think it's amazing that you want to prepare yourself for this time that is going to be very beautiful but also very challenging so that you feel like you're in the right place then um, and you make you, you need to make those changes now, right? Um, I would love for you to share because you've been through so much transformation already in such a short amount of time. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can change and transform so much in a very short period of time if you truly dedicate yourself to it. What is one thing that you have learned or one thing that has transformed for you? that you would like to share with the audience? Um, it's hard to just pick one thing because you're right, there's been so much change and in a relatively short amount of time. Um, I think just, um, I was trying to do a lot of things in a very, uh, you know, physical action, see physical results kind of mentality. And in many, in both my health, 
um, like my physical health and my mental health, like that's not how that works. Um, so going through the the exercises that we went through, going through some of the the beliefs, the blockers, the the trauma even, and seeing that impact how I achieve results in physical health, in even career and school, and how much energy I have, and even how I how I treat people. Um, that that's been pretty big for me just that that link which is it's scary it's scary to tackle on my own or maybe for anyone to tackle on their own because then you have to be really honest with yourself and if there's no structure it can it can kind of get you know heavy and a lot to deal with um but yeah why is the inner work so important when it comes to your health um because it's kind of like the engine behind everything, I would say. You know, you can try to fix up the exterior and put new panels onto the machine. Oh, sorry, engineer talk here, but, <laughs> but, if your engine, <laughs> but if your engine's not functioning at its efficiency and it's not being maintained and it's not being taken care of, it's going to give out a lot sooner. I never saw it that way. The way that you phrase it, it's beautiful. And I think... Um, that's what, I, what a lot of people don't really understand. And I know that you also want to share with me something about this program being so different and unique because we tackle those things that the majority of when it comes to weight loss programs or things like that, they don't tackle that. And even just today, I was actually speaking to someone who is currently working for a fitness trainer and I was asking um, her like does she know about the people that worked with her and how they're doing now like a year or two years later and she was like not good and she's and 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 we came to that conclusion is because people were early, only learning how to take action right because we all know how to take action most people know how to take action we know how to eat food and work out and do all of those things but the inner work, the inner world that you create or that you have created is actually the thing that's going to either way keep you going or get you back to where you've been before you've reached your goals, right? So what would you say, what would you say to someone who actually says that to you is like, oh, Anurada, like, I just need a meal plan. I just need someone to tell me what to eat. Now, looking back, if, if you know, maybe you had the same mindset about it. What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would hopefully more politely say, no, you don't. That's not right. Let's be real here. Um, I, my parents have been really, really big on self-help, you know, as, as long as I can remember. And it's not bad because it does help, you know, bring some more vocabulary, more concepts into their and my life. But like you said, this program is really unique where it's not one hyper-focused topic. It's um, a lot of self-help is often, you know, oh, here's a action list, go do it. And then there's no sustainable way for you to carry it forward or expand it in your life. And, or there's like all these good feeling thoughts kind of short workshops and it's great and you feel good to start with, but it's like, what do you do afterwards? Or what is the action plan to go along with it? 
So um, I've seen them try lots of lots of things and fail. And even myself, like I would join the programs and it would feel great for a week or, you know, it feels, it feels like I'm making a change, but it doesn't last. Nothing lasts unless you really pair good habits with a true belief that I'm going to do this for myself because, and this is helping me. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that you and I also spoke about, it was a week ago, right? When we had our call about who are you without all of those achievements, right? Because Anurata came to me, she's incredible in what she's doing and she's, you know, an action taker and um, always busy, how she says, and always striving to become better, which I think is amazing. But oftentimes we are so, um, we are so busy taking action and, and doing and doing and doing and reading the next self-help book and doing the next course that we don't take time to reflect. And I think that's the biggest problem in our society today is like, there is so many self-help books. Like every time I, I love to go to bookstores, I barely buy books because I have a Kindle, but when I just love to explore what new books are out there. And every single time I go there, there's another 10 new self-help books that I'm like, I want to read this and I want to read this and I want to read this. And at the end of the day, it kind of has in a way the same message, um, right? And I believe it's better to read one book and truly apply the knowledge instead of reading 10 books in a month and not having applied one single thing, right? And that's also where this work comes into place of like, there's the fact that you've, you've even had this experience that you've done programs before and nothing has really sticked, is that a, is it English? Nothing has really stayed <laughs> with you that way. Uh, is a sign that there was more to changing also the way that you think about yourself, right? And it comes back to what I said is like, who are you without all of those titles and the achievements? Um, because that's the real you that will come out if when you get sick and you cannot work out or you have to, you know, for five days, not follow your meal plan or whatever it is, like those small things, that's what, what usually throws people back into old habits, right? When life happens, life gets busy, you travel, you get sick, whatever, and you fall back into your old routine. Are you able to pick yourself back out of it? Those people that can have, have a very strong mindset of understanding what it takes to have that transformation. And those people that don't have not shifted the way that they think about themselves. They still are at the same level that they've been before they took action. So I know you've done a lot of this work on yourself already, but would you like to share how big that identity shift aspect also, actually we're gonna do a call on this today, which I'm very excited about. Um, how big was that for you to really understand that your self-image, the way that you think and speak to yourself is actually the defining factor for your success? Yeah, the <clears throat> that was um that yeah that was a very powerful shift powerful moment um so like yeah like last week we talked about you know who am I without all these achievements or all these things that I have done alone and I, <laughs> I cried and then after our call I cried some more because I realized how much I was putting focus on these things that um, you know, they are what they are, it's great to have, but that's not, they're not my defining factors. 
and after that it's it's been just such a such a release such a breath of relief because I did a little exercise where I you know kind of wrote like okay so who who am I without these things like what is Anuradha what does she do without all these things to tell you know no titles no jobs <clears throat> and I realized that all these things were just a manifestation of who I was and who I was was someone who was trying to be healthy and loving and caring and happy and adventurous and that person can have anything and that person wants to be healthy and wants to eat food that nourishes her and wants to take care of herself so she can take care of other other people. And I think that was so huge because a lot of guilt, a lot of, you know, just hiding behind something and telling myself how I should be or how I should express myself kind of just melted away. And I was like, wow, I don't have to be stressed about this. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And also stress like for you, I know you came into this program with a rather unhealthy relationship with food. Let's call it that way, right? It's like there was a lot of guilt around food. There was a lot of restriction. Um, and you truly had to change a lot about the way, you know, you not only think about yourself, but also about food and nourishing your body and actually giving your body what it needs. So would you want to share a little bit more about your relationship with food that you had? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people could relate to this. Um, food is such, it's such an emotional thing to start with. Um, and that's another reason why just having a meal plan will not really work because there's emotion. It's, it's, either comfort or something that people feel guilty about or stressed about, or it's just this thing that's supposed to make people happy, or there's lots of emotion associated with food. For me, it was a lot of, um, a lot of mixed emotions. Like when eating with other people, it was a lot of like guilt and self-consciousness about, oh, am I eating in a, like in a small proportion? Do I look nice and ladylike or dainty or pretty when I eat and you know of course you don't want to be a little mess but <laughs> that was just a lot of self-consciousness around food and then even to myself I, I kept thinking that oh if I eat less I can I, I that's what I need to do to lose weight I just need to eat less and um and then through this program I discovered I was actually starving myself and, you know, setting myself up for major weight gain coming up because um, I was starving myself so much. My body was just holding on to whatever it could get. And then whenever I was really low or stressed out or feeling just very emotional and depressed, I would do the opposite and binge on like a weekend or something. And that cycle was just so unhealthy and un helpful to um, what I was trying to do, which was lose weight. And it just created more feelings of, oh, you're so terrible. You shouldn't have eaten so much on the weekend. Um, and there was a lot of negative self-talk around how I was looking at my body too. Um, so that was the starting point. <laughs> and then we had our call, we had our conversations and we did some of our exercises. And I know even in the start of the program, I wasn't really eating as much of the good food, the nourishing meal plan foods, the really good tasting, healthy vegan foods. And then we had that conversation about, you know, like, there's no need to starve yourself. This is, you know, bare minimum for your body to function. 
And I think something just shifted in me and it wasn't about, oh, how I look when I eat food or how I <clears throat> think other people um, would want me to eat food or how I think I should eat food. But it was about, no, my body needs nourishment. It needs fuel. I, I'm a warrior. I'm doing so much. I need to fuel this body with the best possible stuff. And yeah, since that, and I was gaining weight up till that point. And literally the next day when my mindset changed and I was like, this is nourishing. This is good. I feel good about eating more. I suddenly was losing weight, gaining more muscle and my body completely, completely transformed. And I was like, oh, that was the missing link. <laughs> yeah, this is so wonderful to listen to because a lot of people are so scared. They're so stuck also by themselves and wondering why is nothing changing how you were for so long by yourself struggling with this on your own and I'm so glad that we were able to shift this together and that you were also honest about this and um and I think that's another important aspect is like a lot of times I speak to women who are interested in joining the program and they're not 100% honest to me yet and I'm like if you're not honest with me I cannot help you transform and that's something that I truly appreciate about you is you, you came in and you, from the start, you were like, oh, this is, this is what's happening. And we were shedding those layers off where we could really find how you say the missing link of what's really, really happening. Right. And that's why, you know, anyone that's listening to this, you don't need to struggle on your own. Like there is a whole support system out there that is going to help you see your blind spots in a way as well. I always say that, right? You have a coach, you have someone that helps you see your blind spot, the things that you might not see yourself, right? And especially the relationship with food is a huge aspect where I always make the reference to, uh, to that TV show, The Biggest Loser, right? It's like, I speak about it so much because it's, it's so stuck in my mind about like how so many people, two thirds of the people that do the show and lose weight, end up gaining the weight back on afterwards. And one third gain even more weight back on because what is happening, they really didn't heal their relationship that they have with themselves and with food. They just followed the strict diet and worked out until they threw up, but it didn't really help them change how they think and their mindset. So I know you've already shared a lot of your biggest wins, but what would you say um, has been another biggest win for you in the program? Hmm. Another one I would definitely say would be around self-expression. It's strange because, you know, we think we're always expressing ourselves or I thought I was always expressing myself and I don't like to not express myself. I don't wear makeup because I'm like, no, this is my true self, but that's very physical, right? Um, what I wasn't doing was I didn't always feel safe and comfortable to be the real me in different situations where I thought I needed to be seen a certain way. And um, this is not to discredit, you know, in the workplace, you there's certain rules, of course, they need to be followed. But even within those, there's a lot of self-expression that can happen um, or with friends or a bigger group if it's not just, you know, one or two people. Um, I, I had heard so many of these things that I didn't realize how much I had internalized about how I should be, um, how I should look, how I should dress, how I should have my hair, how I should talk, 
how I should be perceived as, you know, I should focus on being looked at and appearing to be this type of a person, whether or not it's true. And yeah, I always thought like I didn't care about it, but because this came from people who I thought were, you know, authority figures in my life, at some level, I did, you know, bury that into my, into my belief system. And through this program, I was really able to, um, <laughs> like, feel apart and find those beliefs. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I have these. These are in me right now, even though I thought that was not something I would do. Um, because, it, yeah, when you're kids, when you, you listen and a part of it just absorbs, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's always this. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say there's always the fear of, oh, if I didn't do it that way, would I be accepted? Would I be safe? Yeah. Yeah. And I love how all of that relates to our health. And because those beliefs, they form your actions, what you do, how you wake up in the morning, what you eat, if you move your body or not. And I think that's so important that you share this because, again, most people have never done this work before. And this is not therapy. We're not talking about therapy. This is self-empowerment work. This is different, right? Because a lot of the things that I teach you and the other girls in a program is I teach you a set of tools that you can use for the rest of your life. Because I say this a lot as well, like the things that I still teach today I still do the work myself because the work never ends. The th I, I learned this years ago, but still today it's my, in my little toolbox and I go in and I pick and choose when I feel stuck in life or something is coming up. Okay, what are the things that I might not be seeing right here? What is my belief around the situation, right? And as you know, I'm also always brutally honest in the calls with you ladies because I'm like, what's the point of me lying to you and telling you, oh, everything is great. Like even just recently, I was, I don't know if you recall that the challenge that I had uh, socializing with people, right? And I was like, oh my God, for the first time, I really felt that. But if I wouldn't have known this work, I wouldn't have been able to understand and peel the layers apart because I know in the past what I would have done in this situation, if something like this would have overwhelmed me, I would have gone back into my hotel room. I would have bought myself a bunch of snacks and I would have eaten myself, eaten myself. I would not eaten myself, but it was, <laughs> that would be weird. But I would have eaten all of the food so that I felt comfort in all of that anxiety that I was feeling. But instead, I didn't go to food. I shifted it. I understood what was going on and I was able to shift through it, right? And that's the power of this work because there is so much more to your midnight snacking than boredom right? A lot of people, oh, I, it, it's, I'm bored. Are you really? Because when I'm bored, I do different things. I don't go to food anymore, <laughs> right? You don't, you don't need to go to food anymore. Um, what has been your biggest challenge, Anurada, in this program? Hmm. I mean, I would say for the longest time, the food part was the biggest challenge to wrap my head around. Um, overcoming that was huge. Um, I, yeah, I can't stress enough how, how like contentious that relationship was. And even though I, 
thought I was okay. I really wasn't um, in my behaviors and my actions and my default behaviors, which is which is what it was. So that would have been um, that would have been a big one. Um, right now, something I guess I would be working through is, and I'm I'm trying to actively work on it is you know asking for help. Like you guys are always there, you're so supportive and you're always checking in. Um, but I realized I don't actively go out and ask. And as part of healing my self-expression, healing my inner child and letting go of some of the trauma around, you know, being more vulnerable, I, um, yeah, that's something I would like to take a next step in. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, like asking for help. I think as women, we're so, we're taught to be self-sufficient in a way. Like I definitely can relate to that. My mom would always say to me, like, never depend on a man, never depend on anyone. And it's like, yes, to an extent, I'm grateful that she did that because I never want to depend on anyone for sure. But that also caused a blockage in me where for years and years, how you say, Anurada, like, I was never able to ask for help. I would always eat it up myself. I would always just struggle with it myself and learn to deal with it myself, right? And I think we are social beings. We need to be surrounded by the people that are on the same journey as us. And we need to allow ourselves to ask for help because we don't, when, we, when we understand we don't need to struggle on our own, how wonderful is that? Because you're struggling, you might be struggling with something right now that someone else in the program might be struggling with, or I have struggled with in the past, or any has struggled with in the past, right? So there's different ways that you can go about this um, by just asking for the support. And even just sometimes saying it out is already like a weight lifted off your chest, right? Just even speaking it out loud and being like, I'm struggling with this. Just by saying it, you're like, wow, now I see it. I can, I can grasp it. I can, you know, I can touch it than rather just keeping it in your mind, right? So I'm looking forward to you actually asking us for help. <laughs> Something's <laughs> coming up. That's very exciting. I'm um, very, very glad to hear that you're having this realization about yourself. So one of the last questions I would like to ask, and I'm really enjoying this conversation on Arada, um, and I think it's going to be so helpful for everyone listening to this uh, that, that is on the, on the health journey. But one of the last questions I have, and I get this, a lot people are scared. People are scared to to make the decision, to to pay the money, to make the payment, to say yes to themselves. I don't think it's even about the money. It's just even committing to yourself. Like, what would you say to someone that is scared to take that step? Yeah, um, it is very natural to feel scared. I think I was a little scared. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's not necessarily about the money. And in some cases it could be, but it's not just about the money because we spend money on so much stuff. Um, for me, it was, I was scared that I would maybe, you know, actually have to do different things. And I don't know if I would know myself after. Um, I was a little scared that it wouldn't work, um, that I would not be able to keep up with things. Um, and I was just scared of all the newness of this because it was the first time I was putting so much effort and time and money into, into myself for myself, not for something else. Like, sure, I do school, I do work, and yeah, for school, I pay. it's about the same kind of like, you know, doing a course at school. But in the course, I'm, I learned something to do 
for someone else. Like I learn a skill that'll help a company or a business or something. But this is a tool and skill set to to help myself. <laughs> so that was definitely a different thing for me to do, and that was new. But I would say that if if anyone thinks it's worth, you know, being a better person, and if there's any shortcoming that you want to work through and it's been bugging you for a long time, that getting the help and getting the tool set to continuously take care of yourself and maintain that engine, <laughs> um, that will make the biggest difference rather than trying to, you know, add on skills to help other things. You need skills to take care of yourself. And somewhere we lost that, but I really found it through this program. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear. And yes, it's so true. Like you are your most important asset, right? And a lot of times this stuff is still seen as a luxury thing, but is it really? Because it's your health, it's your well-being. You said that as well. Like if your well-being is not well, how are you supposed to show up for work? How are you supposed to show up for your kids? How are you supposed to show up for your husband? It's impossible. Like it's truly impossible. And you can see that when you were sick yourself, I'm sure everyone listening just has been sick at some point in their life. You know how it feels being in bed for a week straight or two, three days and not being able to do anything and relying on someone. So what about you take the power back? And of course, you know, eventually you might get sick. I'm sick a little bit right now. You can hear it in my voice, but still like I'm speaking about true well-being because eventually there will, there will be no energy left in your tank to take care of anyone else, right? And if you want to start a family as well, like you're going to have people that will depend on you for a long time in your life. So the best thing you can do for them is to take care of you right? And, um, and I want to see also for you, Anurata, um, I know you said you want to work on asking more for help, but where do you see yourself even after this program, because the program is still going on for a while, so we're still with you, but even after this program ends, what are some next steps that you want to take for yourself, despite also, you know, you want to focus on your family and, and create a family, which is wonderful. What are some things about yourself that you feel like I really, if, it, if you were to pick two, two, three skills that you've learned in this program, what are some skills that you want to keep forever? Um, I want to keep all my skills forever. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been so transformational. I think, um, you know, very curated set of exercises and the support and uh, the skill to nourish myself and take care of it, it you know, in the future, my family. Um, I think also like a big one would be just the working towards taking care of myself, being a way of taking care of others. Like you said it perfectly. If you, if you have nothing to give, if you're on empty, at, like your energy levels are empty at the end of everything you do, where, like, how could you give, to the people who are dependent on you or even if there aren't people dependent on you like why is running yourself to empty okay um and i really shifted that in myself instead of being you know what we call the rushing woman um to really showing up differently for the people in my life and it's been so huge because i no longer see them as oh i have to do this and i hate that because you know a part of me is like no i love this person i chose to do this 
but it also feels like a burden when I don't have the energy and I don't have, and I haven't taken care of myself. So um, the skills I've built around self-care, around drawing boundaries, around um, showing up for other people and showing up for myself and just my mindset, I keep all the skills. They're <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Any last words, anything that you would like to mention that we didn't speak about? Well, yeah, I would just say that, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of programs out there. <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there who claim to know what they're doing. Um, but from a really holistic point of view, where it's not just one thing or the other, it's not just mind, it's not just body. And it's also not just ignoring the fact that we are women and we have a different being. Um, this program is really has really been different and incredible for me and it's helped me really love myself a lot more and it's because I'm in a community of women who are also doing the same thing and thanks to you Jessica and Annie you guys have put together such a beautiful program where you know I feel good about myself even with the little wins I just always feel good about myself and the changes I'm making um so yeah thank you and I'm so glad to be part of this (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad that you're part of this as well. And it's just been so wonderful to see your transformation. And I cannot wait to see you grow even more, transform even more. I know there's so much more yet still that you will discover about yourself. And uh, I'm so glad that you're still with us for a while. Don't leave us yet. <laughs> um, and of course, also thank you for your kind words towards the program. It means it means a lot. And and hopefully anyone that's listening to this, you know, got to know you a little bit better and understands really, you know, what this is about. And it's not just um, a very straight approach. There is there is so much more how you say to holistic health uh, that this program is. And uh, and I'm just excited to 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 see you grow and uh, transform even more. So thank you so much, Anurada, for being on the podcast. Hopefully it was helpful for everyone listening. And I'll see you in an hour, (laughs) right? That was it, my beautiful, beautiful ladies. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I really enjoyed recording it together with Anurada. She's a sweetheart. And just after we finished the podcast, actually, she thanked me again for being part of this program and that she really, really, really loves it. So she didn't just say that to you guys, but she also keeps reiterating that to me, and she's just a wonderful person. Um, So yeah, I'm very, very grateful that she's part of this program. And Anurada is not the only amazing woman that is in the program, but all of the other ladies are as amazing as she is. So yes, if you feel like this is it, I wanna do the program, go ahead, apply to the program. The link is in the show notes. And if you have additional questions that you want to ask, feel free to just message me on Instagram. I'm always on there to send you a message back and talk to you. All right. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next time.